Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Speed and Power on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm your host, Megan Walker, and I'm here with Harrison on the board and gymnastics, Savannah Warren. And yeah, over the break, we just talked a little bit about being in college and like when you come into college, you need to be put in your place a little bit, which is true. Like, I feel like all athletes seem to figure that out at some point. Yeah, there's there's very few that can just step in and actually take over. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to be generational type of player. Like, you there's only so many guys I can do that. Like I'm, I'm big basketball guys. So the guys I can think of just completely skipped college altogether. Cause they were that good. So you're thinking of like Kobe guys like that, that are just like, pff, like he would be able to go to college and just dominate, but there's very few like that is, we're talking about greats here. Like guys that are going to be remembered forever. Like Jordan Burroughs, he wrestled at Nebraska. Like he's a guy that probably could have wrestled like more serious competition. Cause in college, like he was just dominating everyone yeah. still so it's 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 really rare like you got to be just something else like that only happens every you know 50 some 25 some years so yeah it's definitely can be a humbling experience for some um but again you know actually while we're on that subject why don't we just kind of dive into that how was your freshman season coming to nebraska you know was it a little bit of intimidation or you're like this is where i belong it might take some time but i'm not worried um honestly a little bit of both when i got here i I think that I was just welcomed in the right ways in the mm -hmm. gym with my coaches. I think that they made me feel at home, but at the same time, like we were just talking about, like it's the best of the best in college. Like you might've been the best where you came from, but so is everybody on the team. So I think everybody kind of just knows you have to put in that work and yeah. So that's how the summer was. Um, unfortunately I got hurt. So I was out last season. Um, I kind of took on a different role of being a cheerleader. Um, and just, like, I learned more than I literally could explain just watching my freshman year. So I think this year when I entered season, I entered it with a different mindset, mm -hmm. which I'm grateful for as much as it sucked. But, yeah, honestly, I think I was pretty intimidated. But I knew if I put in the work, I'd be all right. Yeah, and at least that injury happened early. And I always kind of say, like, you, it, you really don't want to be your senior year and then the injury happens, and then right. you're losing what is considered your prime. Um, so, again, Sarah Heyman, text line 402-464-5685. So when did the gymnastics journey start for you? Because I know a lot of gymnasts, some of them it starts for homeschooling because that's the only way you can really get the time in if you want to get to that level. So were you, you know, homeschooled, um, or do you just go to a normal school and then go to practice after? When did that journey kind of start for you? Yeah, so I started gymnastics when I was really little. I was four. Um which I feel like is pretty typical for most gymnasts, but mm -hmm. I was never homeschooled. I always went to school, did the whole normal all day school schedule type of thing. And then my practices were always at night. So I would go to school till like 3 PM. And then I would have practice when I was younger from like 4:30 to 8:30. And then, oh my God. yeah. So a long time. And like, that's, that's pretty tough when you're little, but then after that, I would go and do my homework. And so I think I learned, like, that tough schedule yeah. really young. So, I mean, managing that was, like, a huge skill to learn for, like, a 10-year-old. But, 
still made that happen somehow. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know if I'd have the attention span at that yeah. age to be at practice <laughs> for four hours. Like in high school, we had a two-hour practice. I was like, oh my gosh, three hours, I'd go crazy. Yeah. But again, it just kind of shows you the gymnastics journey is, I feel like it's even tougher to kind of break into. Because like you said, I mean, you were four and the fact that I like, I'm not shocked just tells you how often that happens for gymnasts. Like you got to get in the game. It feels like so early. Um, so did you have any individual trainers at any point or was it just always group? We're going to do this team practice. Yeah. I always just did all of my training through practice. I mean, in club you condition pretty hard. Mm-hmm. So we hit all of the bases with the whole strength and that type of thing. But I definitely did like the outside PT chiropractor type of work with any injuries or just to like, manage aches and pains but i always did all my like gymnastics and strength training through my club and then since you started so young was there ever a point where you had doubts like man i've been doing this forever and i i don't know if this is what i want to keep doing or was it always like i started at four and i loved it all the way up until today yep i started at four i loved it all the way up today. <laughs> yeah i feel like honestly a lot of people have thought about quitting along the way and that's mm-hmm. probably normal but i've never thought about quitting like <laughs> gymnastics is like my whole world I love it more than anything so I mean not anything but most things I've never thought about leaving it behind like I started that young and like knew I wanted to do college gymnastics so I think that's what kind of like kept a fire under me the whole time Mm -hmm. I've never like I've been blessed to never be like burnt out or like sick of it like I've always just wanted more that's pretty impressive to have that at an age to always just kind of be like, yeah, no, this is my thing. Like to be unfaced yeah. for it. Um, especially cause I'm sure you've had days that didn't go well. Oh, so many. And there's, then, there's more bad days than good in gymnastics. And then never have that doubt creep in. And, yeah. You know, that's, that says something about you and that uh, says something about the gymnastics team overall. Um, and again, it just feels like the whole team's gelling and Megan kind of, what about you? Do you, I mean, you're a little bit different case. You don't have to start out at four to be fast. You're kind of just, you're fast. So mm-hmm. when you got into track, you know, was there like immediate love for it or do you gain love out of it because you realize like, wow, I am dominating in high school. I might have a career at this. I feel like only certain people like love running, you know, like mm-hmm. the training for running is not the greatest, but I feel like the first time I ever like ran and everyone was like, oh my gosh, like you're so good. Like it got in this, my mindset, like, oh, like this is something I'm good at. Like my mom used to do this. My dad was like a college athlete. Like this is something I'm blessed with. So I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it. And so I feel like I was in eighth grade when it really like became my thing. And then I just became kind of like known for it. And I was like, this is, I'm Megan, I'm Megan runner. Like that's <laughs> what, that's what I do. And so I like grew to love it. Like you grow to love the pain. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that, is that your new, you missed last week, but Nick Bryant, he has uh, Nick the Swift. Is that what Nick it is? The quick. Nick the quick, Nick the quick yeah. from the yeah. track team. And yeah. then he has his own, just Nick Bryant, the business guy. He separates it in two identities, and he gave Megan a challenge that she needs to come up with an alter ego. <laughs> Megan is that, is that what it Megan is? Megan Runner. That's my. Megan Runner. Yeah, that's what everyone <laughs> in my DMs keeps saying. Like, oh, why is your name Megan Walker when it should be Megan Runner? Like, isn't it weird that my last name is Walker when I run? Oh, I didn't, I didn't even think even, about yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't think about that either. You guys are the only people that haven't thought about <laughs> it. I mean, you, you've been rushing over puns you, yourself over here. Yeah, you said you ran with it. I was like, yeah, I got all sorts of puns. But yeah, that's my alter ego, Megan Runner. Megan Runner. Yeah. Do you have an alter ego? Like, do you feel like you're a different person when you are competing and when you're at practice than you when you are outside of Devaney? No, I feel like I'm the same person, but I don't know. There's, there's a different side of me when I get in the zone. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Just like the whole, a different type of focus, I'd say. So maybe that needs an alter ego, but 
I don't have any names yet. So. Nick had talked about like the balance he has in his life, like when he's Nick to quick and when he's Nicholas. <laughs> like he has to be two yeah. different people, and I was like, I love that for you. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like we all need to have a little balance, like between athletics and being like just ourselves. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and just trying to balance out, because um, that was kind of the conversation when Nick came in, trying to balance your sports life and your business life or school, whatever that might be at the time. Um, and this question kind of ties into it. Ted asked. Did you feel like you missed out on any social part of your life, making friends or dating? You don't have to answer that part, obviously, <laughs> early on because of the commitment you had to make in gymnastics. So, again, that balance between social life um, and your love for the sport. Was that ever a challenge for you? Because um, I know you went to school, so yeah. it might be a little different for you than other gymnasts. Yeah, so even though I didn't take, like, the elite path, which is, like, the homeschool, like, two practices a day type mm-hmm. of schedule, I do feel like I miss out. And, like, I think part of that is, like – the amount of time and dedication that practice and meets took up. Cause like I was always gone traveling for competitions or like after school when friends would hang out, I'd be at the gym, like no <laughs> off days. So I think that part was hard. And then also like being in college and doing a sport for the school is like a different type of involved for me. Like in high school, people ask like, do I, did I do high school gymnastics? And the answer is always no. Cause like it's different than people think it's more of like the, um club or gymnastics for fun type of lifestyle Mm -hmm. but if you're going for college like you're probably not going to do high school gymnastics so in that way I also didn't really feel connected to my high school um didn't meet a ton of people there either but yeah I do think that it caused a lot of kind of missing out on making those friends and stuff growing up but as far as other experiences I feel like I had like my people at the gym so I don't know there's kind of both sides of that but definitely took up a lot of my time so yeah and I guess I would imagine that if your hobby is you know being a gymnast that your friends would probably be found there so you would you would definitely definitely. find a circle there regardless um, of how much time you're spending Um, so again if you guys want to join the conversation 402-464-5685 so you're kind of going through that balance and trying to figure out you know that healthy relationship between your sport um, and just that social life you obviously had some regrets or I shouldn't say regrets, but you, you counted to lose on some things. Um, and you still never had that doubt creep in. What was that mindset to not let it affect you? I think I just always knew my end goal would just mean more than anything I was missing out on. But I also just know, like, I think my love and like passion for the sport seriously just took me all the way through. Like that sounds so cheesy, but (laughs) I literally had to like beg my mom to do gymnastics because she was a gymnast herself and she knew what it took. And she was like, Ooh, I don't want you to go through that. But I was like, no, like I want this. Like, so I think just the love for what I was doing just always like took me through. Absolutely. Yeah. Megan, what about you? Um, Since we're kind of on the subject, actually, you know, I want to change gears here. This will be a fun one. So, if you guys had to switch sports, what events are you participating in and what events are you going to participate in? Ooh. I'm going to join the football team. I'm going to be the running back. No, I'm saying switch gymnasts. Switch gy- oh, uh, gymnastics. you got to do gymnastics. Oh, yeah. I really wanted to do football. Okay. <laughs> gymnastics, probably do like bars. I feel like that bars. looks so amazing that I'd want to try it. How okay. about you? I feel like I would be a sprinter sprinter yeah like short or like long or what oh are we talking short here? short distances so like <laughs> yeah. 60 meters 100 meters yeah yeah 100 meters, 100 meters. I, feel like I could do that pretty quick you try I, and pole vault i've never tried maybe <laughs> i would if I, I think i would be less scared of it if i started younger but now i don't know if i would try but sprinting 
I think I could do that. I honestly think you would not enjoy it as much as yeah. it sounds. Because, like, 100-meter runners, like, you're still going to train, like, 200 meters. Right. Like, yeah. You're going to be doing, yeah. like, over-exerting workouts. So, best of luck. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I would just compete and not train. <laughs> no <laughs> practice, just right into the meets. I wish that's how it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long do you think you estimate, like, practice every day? Ooh. Because I feel hard. like you guys are always at the gym. We are. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly... Anywhere from two to four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of different each day, but on average, two to four hours. Because we have like four, or most days it's three, but multiple events to get through. And mm-hmm. each of those assignments take about 30 minutes. So, and then they're stretching and the warm up and so many other things. So, do you guys yeah. do like a lot of lifting or is that kind of out season stuff or what does that look like? That's more preseason and summer. Right now, we're not really lifting as much, um, but it's we do a lot of lifting in the summer and the preseason leading up there's a question for you who do you think has a worse on the track team as far as conditioning goes because i'm i'm definitely on the side of long distance runners so we're not talking field events just your short distance and your long distance because i remember in high school being done with quote-unquote track practice and we just got done running miles everyone else got done doing their short stuff and then to learn how to finish you know your miles we would have to run sprints after we just ran the miles we were always there a little longer how does that work in college who's got it worse or is it pretty even Okay, the thing is, like, I'm pretty biased. Like, I'm going to say, like, oh, my workout's at the hardest. But, like, everyone's body is built for different things. That's like, true. a short sprinter would be dead after a mile workout. Like, a mile workout would, like, person would probably be dead after, like, a short sprint workout. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like they're each uniquely difficult for everyone. So, like, I don't think there's one that's more difficult than the other. It's just, like, it depends on your body type. It depends on what you run. That's how, like, hard it's going to be for you. I have 500s again tomorrow. So, that's going to be hard for me. But, Yeah. That's a good neutral answer. Mm-hmm. Make sure not to upset anyone on the yeah. track team tomorrow. <laughs> 400 runners have the worst workouts. So I'm yeah. just going to put it out there. That's what I think. I would say they, I would say 800 is the worst event. Okay. Okay. I can agree. Like 400 and 800, which I do think the 800 is worse, but like a 400, no, an 800 like person who runs the race would think like an 800 workout is easy compared to like a 400 workout. Well, uh, what would the difference between the workouts be? I guess. Um, 400 is going to be like faster paced at a shorter distance and 800 is going to be like longer distance at a shorter pace. Okay. That, that can make sense. Mm-hmm. I just, I just remember running the 800 and always hating it because you run the first 400, mm-hmm. like it's a 400 and oh, then you run the second hundred, finish. like yeah. it's a 400. So it's just like, you don't, it's not, it's not a, you know, race you speed up for Like you just mm-hmm. start fast. And I just remember in high school, just thinking like boys we got another lap like we got to pump the brakes a little bit because that was not my event but they threw me in there thinking i'd be good at it and i was not not for me i was like this is way too fast at once but again uh we got throw the break here this is speed and power i'm harrison arns running the board we got savannah from the gymnast team uh, and megan walker from the track and field team so again you can join the conversation 402-464-5685 we'll throw the break here on 93.7 the ticket